0: Tom Ross a Paradiso.
1: Matthew Stevenus Boilito.
0: See, we're we're doing a bit of a riff, Tom Parry, that's how it goes. It's interesting. It's also Tom at attack. Oh yeah. You should not say anything after the words, Tom, my attack has broken. It's an unwritten rule of podcasting, Parry.
1: I'm sorry, I I hang my head in shame. It was wrong of me. Can you forgive me?
0: I don't know. I don't think it's up to me. I think it's up to the listening audience. This sounds like another introduction. How would you do it?
1: <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you, Matthew.
0: Yeah, good week. In-game in. Uh
1: day, Mark. Pretty good, thank you. Yeah, Uh I say I've got my Super Nintendo now, my PAL one. So yeah. I was hoping to enjoy just playing uh, Tetris Attack and any of those other games, which I haven't actually been able to play as, as of yet. But um, right no, partway through playing Donkey Kong Country in two player, which I must say is a very fun experience, uh, it just died. and then, uh, Really? Yeah, uh, it just shut itself off. I think there's something up with the connections and the console itself
0: okay
1: so i'm gonna to have to clean the connections what's a good way of doing that matthew uh
0: take it apart uh clean it out but what i would do is just return it to the seller and go hey this is broken and get a new one
1: well i'm not doing any more of that
0: oh some party. i'm fed up with like... it i've
1: had so many of broken super nintendo's the last one uh, i got delivered to me it uh, was broken no sound so they said just keep it this one yeah. is a bit it's the cheapest one i could find i don't want to have to go back to the drawing board and find another cheap super nintendo do so i want to i want to fix this one
0: do you happen to have a repair shop nearby or somewhere that sells retro games who could give the console a look for you
1: in crew no <laughs> i don't in know Manchester, if there's any uh, yeah the there, there might be there might be somewhere but i think i can clean it i think it's that's all it is
0: Well, I mean, if it's a solder loose or whatever, then you wouldn't know, right, is my thinking, so...
1: No, but I think I'd just like to try cleaning it first, because I have a very good feeling that that is all it is. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, but... So what you're telling me, then, is a pal Super Nintendo, but it ain't your friend.
1: No, it's not my pal at the moment, unfortunately. It was working fine to begin with, but... uh, Anyway, enough of my uh, sob stories. How have you been, Matt?
0: I've been okay. I, I actually played some games this week. Oh that's my, exciting.
1: that's an event. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, it was all spurred by the idea of, oh goody, I may be able to play Yakuza 6 slightly earlier. Uh, but lo and behold, the demo isn't back up on the store yet because of the Kafa with them oh, giving wow. the game away for free.
1: Must be something seriously wrong with that demo then. <laughs> they have well, able to I fix mean... it yet.
0: I assume it's probably because the demo was huge. The demo was like 37 gig from what I could see online reading about it. Oh, like the size and of so, the game, I would imagine. It right? was the full size of the game, which is how people could play it. Mm. So my assumption is you can probably either pre-order the game within the demo, or you can just like pay to unlock the full game. Oh,
1: yeah, one of those jobs, yeah.
0: Yeah, but where whereas the, the demo should have like flashed up a, oh, coming soon thing it didn't and people just continued to play the game and realized they were on chapter three and that was probably a bit too far for the demo
1: (laughs) but yeah those lucky few who got a free copy of accuser six nice
0: see if i would have been dedicated to my game in this year tom parry Uh, yeah i would have totally been on that i would have had that copy but alas here we are and in all fairness i probably wouldn't have been able to get home and download it before it went down anyways but never yeah, so know so you're
1: gonna have to wait a little bit longer to play yakuza i it?
0: am yeah so in the stead of that i was looking at what demos were on the playstation store mm. and i downloaded a demo of a game called dj max respect
1: really uh, is that is your cup a, of tea
0: matthew <laughs> a rhythm game tom parry um no no it's not tom parry <laughs> no i, I didn't I think it it's a little while.
1: the kind of game you usually play
0: well, I mean, I liked the music. The animation around the sides of the the actual rhythm game were really nicely done, and by small Japanese studios. Mm. It was just the actual gameplay wasn't my cup of tea. And it's kind of weird, because I can understand how the control scheme works. Essentially, for those who haven't seen a DJ Max game before... I haven't. ...a little bit. It's a little bit like Guitar Hero in the fact that there's a lane in the centre of the screen and uh, you have to press buttons on the controller in time, which feels really weird to me. Probably I could plug in some kind of rock band guitar, I imagine, and play it that way. But it wasn't doing that. It was all about pressing left on the D-pad and up on the D-pad for the first two bars and then triangle and circle on the other side of the controller. Mm. So you're essentially doing these motions. For those of you at home who can't actually see me on the, can a, you do that
1: again? A, I missed that.
0: Whee! Oh, I see. Uh, I, some thumb I action. Was gyrating my thumbs from left to right. It was it was a bit sexy, yeah. And downward motion. No, the whole <laughs> thing of the of the game is essentially it's it's trying to help you determine how fast you should press these buttons by splitting them left and right. Hmm. But to be honest with you, I didn't see if there was any control configuration options. I think it would actually probably be better on the triggers.
1: Right. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, shame. My brain.
0: Yeah. My brain understands left, right, left, right. Well, better, maybe like in
1: left, the right, um, up, maybe in the full game you get that customizable option.
0: Maybe uh, the one thing I will say about the demo is there was a lot of variety in tracks, like a lot of them. And admittedly, after you played one, it would like end the demo and you have to yeah. go back into it. Yeah. But you could pretty much play like it looked like about ten, fifteen songs. Nice, But a lot of them seem to have come from previous DJ uh, Max games. It's not a series I'm familiar with, but it looks like it was big on PSP uh, and Vita in Japan. Yeah,
1: sounds like a game you're not going to get familiar with.
0: No, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I played it. I liked a lot of the animation. I liked a lot of the music, but it'll probably be if I do interact with this game at all by watching YouTube videos. Because I couldn't really focus on the animation and the niceties around the playing field anyway, which to me seems like a bit of a problem. Yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, but a bit different. You, a bit you were ashamed. saying
1: about video games getting a bit samey, maybe some of the storylines and such. You said this in also in your biographic video, Matthew.
0: Yes, I did. So in, this in to me
1: league. seems like a nice little departure from more traditional kind of games that you've been playing uh, into something a little bit more arcadey. Yeah,
0: perhaps yeah. a little, yeah. a little bit more of a pure experience, perhaps. Um
1: A lot like that game Rope and Bombs that you were uh, reviewed on your channel.
0: Yeah, um that yeah, and that was that was two weeks ago. I recorded that a long, long time ago. <laughs> I just didn't have the mental capacity to actually review or do anything about it. Um I'd played Rope and Bombs through which is a a game by a Swedish studio called Team Lamp Oil, and they're just uh, I think two main guys doing the the programming and the, the visuals and the music and all that jazz and then one or two people around there supporting that and it's a pretty good game i got sent it to review on the channel and while playing it i'd kind of realized that a lot of what we've been talking about over the last year and a lot of why i actually said no i'm not going to play any modern video games for the next 12 months mm-hmm. was based on this idea that as i explained in the start of that video that i wasn't really finding that much new stuff in video games either the experience itself the actual gameplay was incredible and pushing boundaries and the story was terrible or vice versa uh, and the two examples i really gave were *NieR: automata and breath of the Wild*, because for me they kind of both are simultaneously the pinnacle of gaming right now near automata tells them an amazing story that can only be told in a video game with some crap gameplay and then Breath of the Wild <laughs> is perhaps well, the most immersive. <laughs> well, I, I honestly, after playing it, God, what twenty hours? It just got very tedious. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it at first, but it just, it just gets to the point where that combat isn't very fun anymore, especially when you're completely overpowered. Yeah. And then Breath of the Wild is perhaps one of the most immersive games I've ever played. Is the first time I've ever felt like I was playing a game of D and D or something, and actually participating in the world around me. Not even in the to the level that The Witcher had, because that also for me had its problems. Great story, but as I've said on the podcast account of a million times already, I could have just read those books, which I ended up doing.
1: Or well, you could play Geralt in Soul Caliber.
0: Could I? Really? Yes, he's been announced
1: thing? for Soul Calibur. What are we on? Six.
0: I might have to get Soul Calibur. <laughs> um. <laughs> No, so it was just like, okay, Zelda's great, it's immersive, but the story's dire, and it's not... It's one I've actually seen told better in other Zelda games, which is the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. And so it led me to this discovery of, like, well, I actually want life lessons or something I can take out of a game for it to be something worthwhile me playing, now. And then someone commented on this video I made saying, like, well, I agree with you, but uh, it's harder and harder to get original... Even if a game is cliched and tells me a story I've heard before, what matters to me is how you tell it. And I was like, well, that doesn't really cut it for me anymore. And I wrote this long article back at him, and I'll nope. quickly read some of it. I I said, I completely agree, but I also believe that a lot of games, especially AAA titles or JRPGs, are bogged down with tropes slash the contemporary thinking that games should tell a cinematic story. Is not to say that though there isn't great writing, in brackets, the Uncharted and Yakuza series spring to mind immediately, but even when there is great story, it gets bogged down with tired mechanics and more often than not begins to parent out its narrative to prolong the length of the game.
1: This is a problem even with Tomb Raider, the, yes. um, the remake or
0: yeah. reboot. This year has been a little eye-opening because I've realised that a smaller, tightly crafted experience could have its cake and eat it too. There were so many titles like Night in the Woods and Pyre that have amazing stories with gameplay that felt right towards the tone they were trying to set. Doki Doki Literature Club also ranks very highly on my list, as it is a story that could have only been told through the medium. But in contrast, bigger games are either nailing their story, near Automata, or gameplay, Breath of the Wild, at the detriment of the other, and it really makes me sad. While Automata told a story that was true to the medium, the gameplay became tedious in the length it took to tell that story, Breath of the Wild had a complete opposite effect in that I'd never feel more immersed in a world but with such a fractured storyline that I'd already heard before I felt a little cheated in the end. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that this generation matures we'll start to see more games that either toe this line between uh, a little better purely because the bar has been raised in terms of what mechanics can achieve graphically. Gameplay and storytelling are the two lowest hanging fruit to improve upon. Well, with games like Automata and Breath of the Wild pushing the medium in interesting directions, it'll hopefully only be a matter of time before studios begin to get the balance right.
1: Very nicely put, yeah.
0: That is where I am at with gaming at the moment.
1: But then again, not all people play games for the game stories, do they?
0: Well, no, I'm, and that's fine. But then, mm. I honestly, I'm getting to the point where that is what a triple a game is these days it is story driven mm. game the
1: narrative driven experience yeah. yeah well if we're talking about AAA a games that is uh, that is what you come to expect nowadays i wonder what uh, the new assassins creed's like cuz that's another example of a large uh, game with yeah. a narrative i wonder if that gets tiresome too or is I, that a good example i
0: hear it has a pretty good story you you the character of um uh, is, is his name like Enoch or something? I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, is, no, I, is, I don't know either. It's very good. However, it's also very very long. From what I was looking on how long to beat dot com, it was somewhere in the region of about sixty hours.
1: Yeah, which I, is... I think yeah, the longer the more triple the game is, the longer it feels it has to be. You take a game that I've been playing recently, like Gone Home. Yeah. And there you've got a self-contained story yeah. that you can experience in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, maybe the... there's not a lot to the gameplay, but you get th- that's like you were saying, you know, it's yeah. either really good gameplay and not very good story, or really good story and maybe more linear gameplay. Perhaps.
0: And I mean, this is the thing with things like uh, what remains of Edith Finch for me. Like that game mm. tells an incredible story. It's got these nice little vignettes that yeah. you can only do in a video game. But at the yeah. same time, you're not really doing a lot. It doesn't really need to no. be a game. It could be a sequence of short stories. Yeah. Which is what it technically like, is.
1: Yeah. The exploration. I mean, these games have been called Walking Simulators seem to be uh, one of the best gaming mediums to tell a story. For me, they, they, they always end up being rather successful. I won't say I've finished Gone Home yet, but I must be very near the end. I've played it oh, for an man. hour. It's
0: not very long. I was going to say, you I must be right it... near the end.
1: Well, yeah, I played it for an hour Then I, need, I needed to do something else, so I had to stop. So, uh, yeah. But I've opened up most of the house, I've opened up the kitchen now. Yeah. For those familiar with the game. You're getting very uh, close as, to
0: the end of that game then. Yeah.
1: As you experience narrative parts of this house uh, open yeah. up for you.
0: But that's the thing, uh, right? Like, that game's like an hour long, either Finch is about two or three i'm looking at assassin's creed now apparently the the rating now that a lot of people have beaten the game is the main story is apparently 26 and a half hours now mm. i'm sure okay. that there there is a very high standard of writing in that game but do i want <laughs> to spend a day of my life playing a game so i can get an interesting story and that's the question no no I can read a book in less time than that that will perhaps give me more. I could watch... God, I, how many movies could I watch? I could probably watch at least 12 <laughs> films in that time that could perhaps is, move me this is, this incredibly a emotional sequence.
1: Because people audiences complain if a game's not so many hours long nowadays, especially if it's a title. So it's, it's become... Unfortunately, it's become a little bit of a, a a problem, hasn't it, for developers? Yeah. That if they don't deliver that length game then, you know, they get to criticise for that. Yeah. But maybe the story will be a lot better. I'm all for shorter games. I mean, I always have been. Uh, games that you can experience within a reasonable number of hours. Yeah. Of course, the price of a video game is quite high, so I understand why people might feel short-changed. But then why don't you release more games like, uh what's it called? Oh, gee. Uh, it's, what's it called that playstation 4 game
0: which one yes uh, <sighs> small game big game hellblade hellblade yeah oh, hellblade see, like... yeah
1: has a is a shorter game it's renowned for its story i know you've finished it, haven't you i did yeah see, but you weren't that impressed i wasn't
0: that impressed with hellblade either
1: no no i but mean hellblade the idea of that at least is uh good i think you, know, I think you release so. uh, the, the quality of game you'd expect from a AAA title, but you shorten it uh, substantially and then um, you release it for less money.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, with Hellblade, right, Hellblade is an interesting thing because we are saying, hey, if you shorten these things down, if you do have mechanics and all the rest of it that you would expect from a AAA game, especially in the visual department, that game absolutely yeah. knocks it out of the park in visuals. But for me, the story isn't, it's a very interesting premise it's got some very interesting things I think if the whole permadeath thing hadn't been ruined for everyone on the internet I think that game would have a bit more emotional weight but also mm-hmm. the story just isn't very good and the more interesting okay. things about that story are actually just direct rip- lifts from Norse mythology mm. and they're not really about the character um, well, okay. I, to be honest with you, I've forgotten her name um
1: uh, I haven't played enough of it to remember a name, to be honest. I I, played, I don't know a name either.
0: I played through that entire game, and I can't remember the lady's name. The uh, name should be Hella. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's in know. the title. It's uh, Setsua.
1: Oh, yeah. Setsuka. No, Setsua. Setsuna. Sets something or other.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Senua. Sorry. Senua. Ah, oh. Yeah, okay. and I've just realised. I think Enoch is actually the lady in Horizon Zero Dawn, not Assassin's Creed. Don't shout at me. Yeah, so I I don't know where I sit because that game. Maybe
1: up... you should play um, that game you just mentioned.
0: Horizon Zero Horizon Dawn. Zero... See I, what that's like. I would, but it's like twenty odd hours long, oh. and I I just don't want to spend that much time on something unless I think it's really I'm... gonna that push
1: came my buttons. About the same time as Zelda, didn't it?
0: Came out the exactly same day as Breath of the Wild,
1: yeah. Yeah, so it, to to me, it offered uh, it looked like it offered a similar sort of gameplay to Zelda, but uh, maybe it's actually uh, more successful in the story department. Perhaps. I I too not Interesting to it. see if yeah, interesting to see if its uh, length is also to its detriment in terms of story. We don't know that really without yeah. playing it, but it's an interesting uh, topic you you bring up here. One, yeah. one, I think that's played on my mind for for years. You know, not being able to really sit down and uh, put that amount of time into a video game. Um, yeah, as I say, I'm I'm all for the uh, the the walking simulator type things. But...
0: I mean, I'm fine with walking simulators, but like, I do think as... you want some
1: gameplay. <laughs> yeah, but I
0: just think as games as a medium have grown in terms of their scale and what is expected of a video game, we've lost a bit of the storytelling like Final mm. Fantasy 6 VI and 7 VII and 8 even have some of the best stories I've seen in yeah. any works of fiction like they do have And incredible the gameplay incredible holds characters. up.
1: And... Did the gameplay ever feel like it's too long though? The game has been never extended to breaking point, no?
0: Never for me you know, playing those oh, games. Good. Final Fantasy 8 felt a bit long, but that was more problems with that battle system than anything else for me. Okay.
1: Uh, There's a game I've been playing recently uh, called Inner Space. Have you heard of this one?
0: Yes, I have. Uh,
1: Apparently it's got a fantastic story. I've yet to really get deep into it yet. But uh, that's got a a fun gameplay mechanic. I don't think the game is particularly long. Uh, So maybe we should look more towards these uh, downloadable titles uh, that aren't maybe third-person action games. They could be like... uh, this is a sort of like vehicle exploration game. You're sort of flying around, yeah. um, exploring a world, and it's it's about the atmosphere. It's about the how you control the vehicle, collecting things. It's yeah, uh, but apparently the story within it is i is very good. So, um, I mean, maybe we need to look at different types of games for stories, and maybe the uh, popular genre of third person action game maybe isn't the best for. Well, no, I mean... It could be, but...
0: As I said, things like Doki Doki Literature Club, which are yeah. uh, text-based um, dating simulators, and Pyre, which is technically a sports game with some visual novel yeah. aspects on top of it. And Night of the Woods. Yeah. Night of the Woods has got one of the best stories I've played in the game. I don't think yeah. it quite but sticks the But the is simple.
1: But yeah. the gameplay
0: is super simple. Yeah. like
1: So maybe that's it. Maybe that's best, best, simpler gameplay, better stories. It just goes to prove to me that video games aren't... Depending how you do it, they're not necessarily the best medium for telling a story, unless you you come up with this gameplay mechanic which is simple enough to let the story breathe, you know, to to, to let the story come across easily and, and you know I don't not feel like a slog.
0: I can't I can't say that with on honesty though. I don't think the video games are a bad medium for telling stories. Mm. I just think we're well, I say we as if we are making video games. I just think people are trying to tell the kind of stories that people are used to through a television show or through a movie, through mm. the medium of video games, much like people were trying to ape the the novel in what they were creating originally. I I just think video games need to be able to tell their own story, and things like Doki Doki Literature Club, for me, are like really interesting things.
1: But it isn't a video game. I don't think it's a, a series of pictures which you click through. You scroll through a series of pictures; it's like a book. It's not a game.
0: Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. It's, it's like
1: an illustrated story.
0: Maybe it's more interactive fiction That's on a computer. maybe you're right.
1: Yeah, it's not a video game. But it, I don't think, but
0: it could have gameplay aspects within it, though. I mean, it's it just it's one guy <laughs> making it, though. Is what you've got to bear in mind. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: and it's free, so I'll give him some credit. But, I mean, Nier kind of does similar things in that it plays around with your expectations of what you can and can't do in a video game. And mm-hmm. it even, you know, just that little moment in the second playthrough. Have you got to the second playthrough of Nier yet? No,
1: no. Right. If you're talking to me here, Matthew. you got to remember. <laughs> slight, slight
0: spoilers from Nier. <laughs> you remember when you play Nier for the first time, uh, you come back online after doing the whole factory thing, And you are setting your menus. And essentially 2B is getting is getting talked to by 9S and going through the menus and setting her systems. And Mm -hmm. 9S is telling you what to do. Like he's essentially giving you a small tutorial of how the the menu system works. Then when you play through again as 9S, which is the second playthrough, that whole phase repeats you as 9S are just watching what you did as 2B and he's still doing the same narration over the top of it. So it's literally showing you that tutorial again, but from Nine okay. X's perspective. And it's just such a clever yeah. thing And I was like, ha, yeah. of course this is what it is. And, I mean, it's no secret the, the end of the original Nia did exactly the same thing in that to get the true ending of the game, you actually have to erase your save file. So you have to you have to be willing to commit this idea that, okay, cool, to do this, I will delete the 20 hours of saves that I have done. Mm. For a better cause, there is a justification at the end of that game of why you would want to give yeah, up your I like save that. file. It,
1: it reminds me of that kind of clever stuff that uh, Kojima did with Metal Gear as well, you know. Like the yes. of Psycho Mantis, you know, or the whole thing the thing on the back of the box for the, yeah. the, the number, the frequency for, you know. I love all that kind of thing, video games, because it's not what you expect. And if a video game can surprise nowadays, so that's uh, something to be applauded.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I think that there are games starting to do that now and there's things starting to embrace the idea that maybe it shouldn't just be a load of text or it shouldn't just be... A lot of set cutscenes with text being told to you over a mic, you know, this no, thing we've talked no,
1: about before. Oh, this, the uh, holding yeah, your, holding ears, your so you ear. Yeah, with the holding your ear and walking slightly slower earpiece.
0: so you can get
1: the dialogue. Yeah, it's but you get always get to a point where something's been done to death. At a time that was kind of fresh, you know, that you walk around. I mean, Half Life, you know, you could walk around in all the cutscenes in that, couldn't you? You, you always felt immersed. Yeah. Uh, and that was just another example of doing that, but within a, a third-person game. Uh, so yeah, that's been that's been done a lot now. So yeah, I think we're always ready for something fresh. Yeah. And those who play games a lot, like yourself, will get to a point where you know they've, they've done it too many times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame, but there we go.
1: We need we need some fresh freshness. That's it.
0: Yeah, we do. That's
1: how it goes. And some more balance between story and gameplay. In a certain way, certain games manage to do that, but uh, I think not there's, for, there's still room for improvement.
0: It isn't necessarily that some games do and some games don't for me. I just think we have like people who are making games have a trouble of doing that at scale. I think mm, yeah, as we're yeah, saying, like as yeah. soon as it's a small, compact thing, it seems more manageable. Which is odd yeah. because I mean Games like Final Fantasy VI were like 50 60 hours back in the day.
1: But they managed to maintain an engrossing storyline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and not not to the detriment of the, the gameplay. Yeah. No.
0: Uh... And I mean, from what I understand, uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy does a very good job of uh, making uh, a small yes. contained story in like the six or seven hours. But well, also. Are there any
1: other games like that? Like uh, Last of Us, does that manage to deliver? I mean it, it does
0: it, it I mean there are a lot of bits where The Last of Us and Uncharted is guilty of the same thing they start making jokes because a lot of the puzzles when you switch to playing is um Ellie are about you like pushing a raft across water mm. and it's just an unnecessary thing that doesn't need to be in that game but it's the main mm. puzzle mechanic and they're like oh uh, you know we certainly seem to do this a lot <laughs> and I'm like why are you making fun of that in the dialogue? Surely you should see that that's a fucking problem with your game yeah, design. Yeah,
1: and you should fix it, yeah. Yeah. I
0: uh, but, I don't know. In the last year of playing all the games I played, and especially it came back to me, I talked about it on the podcast at the start of the year with uh, Kuza I can't remember if that was yeah. actually cut out to that podcast we did that some of it died or not. But <laughs> could have been. it really, that game really shows its age because when i played it the first time and i was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt i was like oh wow the story in this is incredible blah 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 blah. but like chapters six seven and eight i think towards the end of that game just don't need to be in there essentially haruka gets kidnapped by like a uh, chinese mafia who've never been mentioned before and don't actually really hold any influence over the story other than there's a moment earlier where kiri was tortured by them in like a flashback it doesn't yeah. make any sense and it's literally just there to extend the gameplay by a few hours yeah
1: i, I feel when i've got up to so many hours with, with with some games that i'm done with them you know they they've told us the story they've they've got to tell and then it sometimes feels like they're just continuing for the sake of it yeah uh, i had this experience with the uh the reboot of tomb raider yeah i i i done with that game i thought i'd seen everything the game had to throw at me i'd played for a good number of hours the game felt like it came to some sort of conclusion and then, and then it just kept, kept going. going yeah i don't know if you re- if you remember this point of, of of the game where it's like oh we have to be this long so we're gonna have to continue it but we've done everything that you probably want out of this game yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah, that's how it's it goes. I, like, it gets mystical at that point, I think, right? Is the the direct moment. Don't you kind of, like, solve your objectives of being on that island and then it goes all a bit... Well, you feel like you're
1: going to get off the island and there's been so many moments in that game where you felt like that was going to happen. And then this last thing after what was a really big uh, set piece, you know, you were in the sort of castle and it was burning down. Yeah. And you, you, you've you used some sort of giant weapon to defeat some, some bad guy and then there's a helicopter and you think you're escaping and yeah. then you crash and then you lose everything and then it's back to square one again. Oh, you're yeah. Back surviving in the, uh, in the wilderness.
0: Yeah. And it's like... Mm. Yeah, I remember that <laughs> moment. That's frustrating.
1: But it, it wasn't as disappointing as the new Tomb Raider film. I don't know if you want to talk a bit about that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) go on, let's get into it. I have a game that's a film to talk about as well, but let's do Tomb Raider first.
1: Yeah, so my hopes were high going into this actually. I'd I'd heard mostly positive things about it, Mm -hmm. but I'd heard some negative as well. And I was wondering where I, you know, fit into all this, what I'd think of it. So actually, it started off really well, I thought. very well made film. Yeah. You know, visually, it looks very good, and and the moments where they actually get onto the island, and you know, Laura's out there, and it, it looks great. There's a scene with the, an airplane, which as soon as you see the airplane, you think, oh, you're reminded of the video game, yeah, the latest dude uh, made video game, and uh, it's great. It's it's really good up to that point, and then the story sort of loses its way a little bit for me. And I won't tell you exactly what happens, but it just goes from the middle point a bit downhill. Okay. and all that potential that they had is sort of squandered for for what is a very um yeah cliched little storyline and in the end they have to do some sort of twist which I did not appreciate so much okay uh it just ends up being a frustrating experience because it, it it is pretty good for the the beginning and yeah what a shame what a shame when you've got Reasonably good uh, source material there. the The story of the that two made a video game yeah. is a lot better than what they've come up with for the movie, and that's something. Something's wrong there. Yeah, and that's you know, the, the
0: the thing I said to uh, one of my well, one of your co- my colleagues and your ex colleagues, Chris. Mm. He had said that. I would ask him a few things. It was like, oh, so does she get betrayed? Do they do that weird rape scene near the start of the No, thing? no, nothing. And he's like, none of that's there. And I, most of the, the gruesomeness seems to have been cut out, which I'm all for. Cause it didn't feel right in the game, but, I said to him, also, does she get betrayed? And he's like, no. I was just like, is there moments of like mysticism? Does it go down that route? And he goes, no, he goes, there's some cool... It doesn't
1: go all the way no. with, every, with anything. It starts to go somewhere, and then it just Stops.
0: Yeah. They said there's <laughs> yeah. some cool, like, Indiana Jones moments in it. Like, there's a lot of problem solving where things rise out of the floor and all of this jazz, some cool set There's a moments. couple of
1: sequences which feel Indiana Jones where she's trying to get into the tomb at the end, but it, it most of feels like the studio have seen... It's called Tomb Raider. We need to have a tomb raid in this film. Yeah. So Lara's sort of tricked into... You know, she's put in a situation where she has to help the bad guy break into this tomb. It feels a little; it does feel like Indiana Jones in that yeah. respect. She's the only one who can do it. Yeah, because her father refuses to. Okay. Um. Yeah, we should probably mark this spoilers because. Uh... <laughs>
0: Good job for doing that after the bloody fact, but never mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, the 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 point where it really goes downhill for me is she finds out her father's still alive on the island. And she goes to the island in search for a father, who she thinks is, is alive. Yeah. But it would have actually been more effective if she kind of found out he really was dead. Yeah. Because him being there, she loses the opportunity to be her own woman yeah. you know, and look after herself like she's forced to do in the video game. Yeah. Now her father sort of bandages her up and said it's going to be all right, you know. That's and,
0: uh... really weird, though. Why would they do that? Like, all yeah. of the marketing campaign around this is, like, the same as Wonder Woman, like, strong, independent woman. And that's the Although story that game tells, tells very successfully.
1: Her, not... her father does tell her not to go after the, the villain of the piece.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: and to go home and to get off the island, but she doesn't listen and and, and she she goes, yeah... She just yeah. go off on her own at, at one point. Hmm. But um yeah, it's all a bit all a bit disappointing, I'm afraid. And I have to I'd have to give it a rather slightly above average six. Yeah. It's uh, out of ten. Okay. It, it, there's a point where the film you go, yeah, this is a six. That's a shame. And you go, when it was gonna be a lot better. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Why would it do that? She's
1: like... great as um, the actress. So I forget her name. She's great as Lara. I'd say. I think there's a good uh, casting choice there. Yeah. I, I'd be interested if you've ever to see it. What what your opinion of it would be? But I... it's uh, it's a fairly forgettable film. That it, yeah.
0: I will probably go and see it at some point. Uh, I mean, I am I'm a sucker for watching video games based on uh, uh, movies based on video games. Yeah.
1: People are saying that this was a film to break the mold, this was a film to prove that you can make a good film out of video game. To me it doesn't do anything of the sort. It just it's another example of a missed opportunity in a video game film adaption and it's it's slightly infuriating because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame.
1: They introduce her little um uh axe, climbing axe. Right. But only at the very end of the film and it feels like, oh, yeah, she got a climax in the game where well, we get that in somewhere. I don't know, just throw it in there. And she uses it once at the end. Uh, yeah. It's stuff like that which makes it like, oh, it just feels cheap in that respect.
0: That's a shame. Although it, it,
1: look, it looks great, you know. They certainly have spared no expense with the action sequences, uh, they're, they're very good. Yeah. As um, like I said, especially the bit with the plane, but. So let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's always a bit depressing. Ah, <sighs> that's
0: a shame. <laughs> right, so uh, to to talk about failed video game movies that are a bit depressing. I played oh. a game uh, that was on the PlayStation sale uh, after I couldn't ah. play Yakuza called Late Shift. Um, mm-hmm. Tom, you will probably remember this. I think we may have even talked about it on the podcast as an FMV Interactive yeah. movie. We were
1: drawn to it because of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also developed by Welsh studio, which had piqued my interest, uh, called Studio Wales. Uh, interestingly enough, Wales Interactive is actually the name. It's of the not studio. set in
1: Wales, is it? No, it
0: isn't. It's set in London. And oh,
1: what a shame! It, There's a missed opportunity. Well,
0: I mean, it, it lends <laughs> itself to what they're trying to do and i mean the studio is actually in from pencoid which is pretend which is very much near my hometown actually and they were formed apparently i'm reading on wikipedia in the university of glamorgan which is towards cardiff and this game i'm trying to look because it builds itself under a very specific headline there's a weird tagline to it um Oh, it doesn't say on the internet, but it it's calling itself a piece of interactive fiction more than a game from what I remember. I can't remember the exact words that the studio uses, okay. but it, it's a very, very odd thing, Tom, because all it is is essentially it's a movie uh, that every now and again, two words will appear in the centre of the screen which are generally a morality choice and you need to select them Mm. and in all fairness it does transition between these two feelings very quickly like it 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 doesn't feel forced at all and a lot of it's to do with how they they actually address this This is a lot of it's maybe internal monologue of the character thinking something and then reacting to it but it all feels very organic which is kind of nice but there's mm. very, very, a very small amount of choices. It feels like there's, uh, apparently there's 14 chapters to the story if you look at the yeah. what's written. And it took me about 80 minutes to beat it, just over an hour. And a lot of the choices you make are, as I say, they're moral. They're moral. It's do I do the right thing or do I do the wrong thing? And depending on what you pick or what you choose, depends on the length of the game, I only unlocked 11 of the 14 chapters when I played through it.
1: Still, that's quite a lot.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I did get quite far. And then there's one thing I didn't do because I was like, why the fuck would you do that? And then apparently if <laughs> I would have done that, then I would have gone to the next chapter and I didn't. But there's no ability to go back on your choices. Oh, you so have no... to start
1: from the very beginning. You have to
0: start from the very beginning of the game <laughs> every time. And there was lots of stuff where I would have liked almost like a burnout style system where I could have yeah. like played with a choice and gone, no, no, fuck, I don't want to take the story that way. I want to go backwards or like a DVD where you just skip back a chapter rewind. and rewind. But I didn't get that option. Though, to be honest with you, the only reason I've not been like, oh, wow, I'll play that game again is because I didn't think the right writing was that great. Um,
1: no, well, something like that. Leans heavily on yeah good, uh, writing. It's not to
0: say that the performances, the actors aren't really good. Essentially, the story is you are a guy called Matt, which was quite wow. giggle worthy for me that everyone was calling you Matt, and then all the choices were based on my decisions. And you're a you work the late shift in a car park, and
1: Hence the title.
0: Yeah, essentially you are looking after rich people's cars, and. Someone comes into the garage, holds you a gunpoint, and says, like, drive, I can't. And he shows you his arm because he fell from the ceiling while he was trying to disable a, a camera to steal his car. Mm. And then he's broken his arm, and it's all bleeding. And essentially you get taken along on a heist to steal a piece of Ming Dynasty porcelain that is going up for auction from some, like, Chinese triad that is trying to steal it. And... Yeah. Essentially, you become embroiled in this plot, whether you wanted to or not. And there was a few moments where I was like, well, either I'm just going to get killed and the game's going to end if I make this other choice, or it's going to backfire on me in some way. There didn't ever seem to be a choice I could make that would completely branch the story. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so there's just some weird moments as well, like you're walking down a street and you end up getting almost in a fight with someone and then the police come and it it just doesn't move the story along it's just there to be a moral choice oh okay so it's it's a really it's throwing
1: moral choices in your face a bit
0: yeah and i mean the first choice you make is essentially there's a tourist who speak in italian and you can either tell him which way to go on the tube or you can just ignore him They're inconsequential. And they seem inconsequential, because never did again did I see that, Taurus. Never again was anything mentioned about that moment. They just all seem a bit throwaway, and there's lots of them that are like that, and it's only the the main pivots of the story that will perhaps not just be another line of dialogue, and then the story will play on, so I didn't really feel like I was an actor in the entire thing.
1: It's a bit... But a very yeah, an interesting experience nonetheless. It sounds like yeah, a different experience and very was different. it worth the money? How much did you pay for it? I
0: think it's only like four pound at the moment, so it was definitely worth the think... money I paid for it. Like it was, yeah. it was good enough that I was like, oh, maybe I should do this again with my fiance when she comes home. So perhaps we'll do that again tonight. Oh yeah, but. All in all, I I don't know. It seems like an interesting experience. It seems like a very interesting thing to do, but I don't think they quite nailed the execution a bit, both from a writing perspective and from the perspective of what you were actually doing, a sense of agency.
1: I think there's been some other attempts at doing a game like this. Uh, recently, I read an article about a game called The Seducer or something. This is uh, I was reading this on Kotaku. It says it's really it's apparently in quite bad taste and it's it's not very good but uh it's, 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 you're trying to seduce women and you have to choose your, your choices okay uh, as to how you you might go about doing that yeah uh there, so there are other games being made with this uh, fmv uh
0: Well, I mean, games have always been made with this kind of FMV angle, right? But
1: it feels like for a while, you know, there hasn't been one, and now there may be a bit of a resurgence of people trying to make games FMV, and then you question, oh, why suddenly has this come back? Maybe it's because it's maybe a really good way to tell a a story. Yeah. Uh, These interactive stories are, are, are can be quite good. Yes. You know.
0: Hmm, interesting. This um, this game you're talking about is called Super yes. Seducer. Okay. Hmm, interesting.
1: It's not meant to be very good, apparently. Well, no, it doesn't but, look uh... it from
0: the images, to be honest. <laughs> and I've so seen... I think
1: this game late shifts probably a lot better. I've seen
0: the... a lot of things like the Super Seducer thing, but there are a lot of stuff like this on Newgrounds of like how to pick up women and all this kind of stuff, like... Back in the day, there was lots of Flash yeah, I things it, I that did similar things. Nothing,
1: nothing new, but the production values, I guess, have gone up uh, with something like that.
0: I, I will say, though, the one thing I will give Late Shift credit for, it is absolutely mm. beautifully shot. Oh, wonderful. There is some that, that, that's, that's absolutely something? amazing framing. The lighting is generally perfect. There are one or two scenes in hotels where I think they're a bit yeah. limited about what they can do, but some of the shots of London of are amazing.
1: Yeah, a lot to be said about cinematography. It can really hold your attention to a film. It, it, it's like um, the new Blade Runner. I mean, yeah. it, it's a great film, but uh, the cinematography is one of the you know, the key uh, parts of why that film is so watchable. It's it's a long film, but um, you're engaged in the story and you're engaged in the visuals throughout. It never looks boring and always looks uh, interesting. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, that, that's reassuring to know that Late Shift manages to... To Look good telling its story, yes.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's how it goes. Very
1: nice, Matthew. But we've been very uh, story heavy on this episode. I feel like almost calling it uh story time.
0: <laughs> we can do that, that's fine. <laughs> um.
1: I wonder if uh, we have a little time to talk about uh, maybe some uh, recent releases and upcoming releases. Yeah,
0: about. sure. If you haven't bought or played anything else, then yeah, you can do.
1: Uh, well, I, I can talk briefly about playing a bit of Gran Turismo Five. You know, we yeah. have to come back to that after all the billion updates that it had. Yes. Uh, <laughs> quite happy with that as a Gran Turismo game. It makes me not want to bother with Sport, which is you know maybe not a full a full game. Interested to maybe try Gran Turismo uh, Six when that. Is it six or is it seven? I think we had a six. On PS3, I think didn't we? we. No, I, I think
0: I can't remember. I, yeah.
1: There was. I think there was five and six. Anyway, always a great time. I I, I do like a bit of Gran Turismo. Uh, I've mentioned before having a great time playing Donkey Kong Country in yeah. two-player before the Super Nintendo died. Tetris Attacks great on Super Nintendo as well. Yeah. Um. But it yeah it is what it is. Yeah. Good fun, and uh, I said a little bit about playing Gone Home as well. Yeah. Which, uh, for what I've played, I really enjoyed. Okay. So that's, that's everything I've been playing this week, and I sort of touched upon it. Uh, Doing the in podcast, the, in yeah, yeah. During the podcast. But uh, new releases, uh, Burnout Remastered has now come out. Yeah. Uh, the, the price of like £35 retail price.
0: That's a, all right. Uh, uh, well, that's actually, no, that's a bit expensive. Surely, no, like... No,
1: I think it is, considering you, the 360 game is backwards compatible.
0: And probably On about a fiver. Because it yeah. sold like a boatload. <laughs>
1: And other than maybe the remastered version having a larger audience now, yeah, uh, I, I see little reason to pick it up. Apparently, the visual paint job it's been given isn't particularly astounding, and there's not much in it visually between it and its uh, its counterpart, you know, its yeah. original release. Uh, so it feels like a bit of, um, I don't know, a bit pointless to me. It's shame. What I've heard about it. Uh, I'm sort it's reminding me that the game exists. I think I'll give it another play on my um, Xbox One, but using my original disc. Why not? Um, Kirby came out, of course. don't know if you've had chance to play the demo. I yet.
0: have switched the side of me because for some reason it wasn't downloaded the demo, but I w- have uh, downloaded it now. Yeah. I promise podcast listeners I will play and Tell about it next week.
1: It's had some reasonable reviews.
0: Yeah, I I still like it. I'm actually going to play it with Martha tonight to think, and then maybe yeah. I'll buy
1: it. But let's see. It's 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 not a. I don't think it's uh, considered an amazing game by reviewers so far, but yeah. uh, certainly a, a fun one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played a demo of Gravel, which is really good. Gravel is a new racing game, reasonably new. It's been out a few weeks now. Yeah, but it's uh, sort of um, a successor to uh, Sega Rally. At least in how um, the, the tracks get torn up as you drive through them. It's all off-road.
0: Okay. Is it Codemasters uh, as well? or
1: What's that? Is there anyone Sorry? from
0: Codemasters working on it as well? or No,
1: it's um, the studio that's done quite a few of the... Um, Milestone, I think they're called. They've done a lot of the um, motorbike racing games. Okay. But it feels arcade and it feels a lot like Sega Rally, and I really enjoy the demo, so I think that's maybe when it comes down. I'll yeah. check that one out. A game that's been quite popular recently, Kingdom Come Deliverance, about for a few weeks as well. I don't know if you know much about that one.
0: Uh, yes, I do. That's,
1: that looks like it could be interesting to you, Matt, in terms of story, perhaps? Um, Something you
0: might... I mean, yeah, it could be, but I, I don't think so.
1: You know, it's also one of them long ones, so you have to put a lot. Apparently, a lot of the beginning of the game is tutorials, so you know, it takes a long time to get to the the meat, the meat of it.
0: But I, I think, is Kingdom Come the, the Czech game.
1: I think it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So there's some weird shit around this game that I won't get into. It Wasn't it, like, began on Kickstarter or something? Yeah, it did, but, like, the... Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. There's some weird things about some of the studio executives being a bit sketchy that I'd heard about at oh, one okay. point, but, yeah.
1: Okay. it's um It's been quite successful, I've heard. Uh, people are quite into it at the moment. Yeah. But say it's not a game I've had to play. If you've played it, uh, do let us know on <laughs> usual channels. There's some
0: talk about that game. There's essentially one of the, the studio heads... Uh, had been questioned as to why there were no black people in the game uh, because medieval Europe was full of travellers and all of this kind of stuff and his blanket response was there weren't any and so it's been one well, of maybe
1: those just not a very well-researched game no I... and that's not where but their focus was there seems because no guess... no
0: the, the game builds itself on historical accuracy that's the thing oh fair enough. so fair enough. there's some weird tinges of the the studio executives maybe being slightly racist and things but i don't know i haven't looked into it beyond that but fair enough who knows
1: uh Dragon Quest Builders come out on Switch? It did, yeah. That's worth mentioning. Is that a game you're interested in getting? It is on a game I would love it. to
0: play again. Um, I yeah. looked at picking it up, but I probably will once I get paid at the end of the month. I've got yeah. some money coming back from the tax man, so that would be nice. Actually, don't you should also what... check if you have some money coming back from the tax man. Slight Danish reminder, but never mind. Oh,
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Um, but there's some exciting things coming soon. Sea of Thieves is out on the 20th. As is Assassin's Creed Rogue Remastered. And then you've got Nino Cooney 2 coming shortly after that on the 23rd. A Way Out, which is that VR prison break game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Detective Pikachu yes. is out on the 23rd as well. <laughs> and uh, uh, Far Cry 5 is out on the 27th. Yeah. So that's some of the more, uh, you know, closer releases that are on their way. Of course, there's other ones down the road, such as God of War. Yes. So that should be interesting to check out. Yeah. Hey. What? I played an American NES game on my Super Nintendo the other day. I didn't think I could do it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I had this device, didn't I? Uh, lets you play NES games on your Super Nintendo. Yes. And then I realised, oh, my Super Nintendo's stuck in NTSC mode, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, my other one, this is. Um, I I got a game called Monster Party. It's a good platform Game, yes, a bit freaky, great great visuals, and uh, it works fine. I was just very happy about that. Oh, no, that's also cool. I uh, mentioned that nice. on the podcast. <laughs> hey, I also picked up this uh, Sega Classics Collection. Do you remember this one, Matt? Yes, I
0: do.
1: I've been. Uh, I thought I'd heard that the versions of the games on here, such as Outrun, Fancy Zone, Space Harrier, Golden Axe, weren't very good because they're all redone versions mm-hmm. not using the original graphics. But at £4, I was curious enough to uh, pick, it pick that up to check it out, yeah. Fair. Because, uh, of course, it's been announced that the Sega Classics Collection is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One, so... Yep. I, I guess that was on my mind. Another way to play, uh, maybe, Sonic on another platform.
0: <laughs> oh, Christ, Tom. You and your <laughs> need to play Sonic.
1: Anyways, <laughs> gaming platform yeah. under the sun.
0: It's fine. I actually made one purchase this week. Oh, well, I haven't technically made it yet, but it, it'll be coming to me by the end of the week.
1: What was that, Matthew?
0: I may have uh, a, a colleague of ours may have been going to China, and I may have realised that there was a game that had just been released in both Japan and the Asian territories that I should uh-huh. probably probably pick up. Uh, and it's called. It's not- Hokoto Ga Gotako uh, which is the, the Sega Team Yakuza. Fist of the North Star game
1: <laughs> oh my lord that's come out it
0: has, it was delayed so you by a the month. gun
1: a bit, you didn't want to wait for an uh, English translation
0: I don't think we're going to get one to be honest you with don't? you from the sounds of things it is very very violent and very very full on to the extent that I don't think it'll get a western release
1: uh, violence never usually stops the uh, releases in the west it's usually anything sexual
0: yeah it's true like
1: they're the, the game recently isn't there uh with the uh, ladies of an age which seems a little bit uh young yeah well i Have mean you heard about this no i
0: haven't there's a lot of uh
1: it's something i can't remember what studio so the uh, q p q cube or something p q? i can't remember the, the the distributor but it's a japanese game and uh, yes, question the age of the characters is, uh, is questionable. Apparently, the the ratings board have said and will not release the game in the UK, though it is getting a US release. Interesting.
0: Did you
1: see this on Kotaku? Still... I think I did. I, th- I saw it somewhere online.
0: Okay. Hmm.
1: So yeah, uh, usually things only get banned if they, they they have some sort of sexual connotation.
0: Yes. Oh, actually, that's a great thing that we should mention on this podcast. Uh, Yakuza Kiwami 2 is headed to the PS4 on August 28th, 2018. Oh, joy of joys, Tom.
1: Lovely. So you get right off the back of uh, 6, so you can jump into uh, the remake of 2.
0: Arguably, Tom, next to 4, the best of the Yakuza games.
1: Ah, well, I, I've heard this before.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I can see this. Rogue-like dungeon crawler Omega Labyrinth Z is coming out in the West sometime this year on PlayStation 4 and Vita, but not in the United Kingdom. Hmm. Nor a handful of other called? countries that have banned mm. it. Hmm, interesting. This is the first game to be banned for a while, actually. From the yes, yeah, yeah, I
1: think that's why it's been making uh, headlines recently.
0: Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's really grim. Actually, reading some of the descriptions of that. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it seems to have been banned with some sort of good reason yeah. uh, behind it. Because, yeah, so some of these games are quite questionable, aren't they?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Nature. That's how it goes. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, should we wrap up then, or do you have any more to say?
1: I, I have nothing left to add. I think that's, that's me done.
0: Then I will leave you, week. get back to your Sunday, John Barry, um, by wrapping up and saying thank you for uh, uh, another wonderful podcast. And
1: Oh, thank you, Matthew. Thank <laughs> you for
0: listening, dear listeners, to another Tom and Matt Attack. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can get all of us in a few places on facebook.com forward slash tom and Matt attack, on Twitter at TMAcast, and you can also reach out to us on blastprocess.com or attack.com forward slash podcast. Where we also have a few other bits and bobs, uh, such as more podcasts to listen to, as you've said, Tom. There's some uh, pickup videos from Bruno at Blastprocess dot com, mm-hmm. and there's some um, Tom Parry playing some Gone Home, which you should also listen yeah, to. Yeah,
1: yeah. If if you don't follow us on Facebook, you you should get on that. That's a great place to be. You can get update with the latest stuff, and and of course Twitter. You've already mentioned the the various places, but. Uh, yeah, also also follow Blast Process on all the all the platforms too. Blast Process also has an Instagram. Do we have an Instagram?
0: Uh, I think we did once. I don't think I've ever used the images. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but you can also listen to this podcast. Uh, those places listed, and also on TomAttack.com forward slash podcast, as well as in iTunes. Uh, we should give us a cheeky rate subscribe. Need to get that in, Tom. Need to keep that trademark fresh on cheeky oh, rate subscribe. Do. Okay. It be the same without it. No, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much Tom Parry. I shall see you same time. Thank you. Next week. Okay, cool. Until then, though, Tom, and everyone out there, be sure to game on.
1: Game on.